You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 171, recorded June 7th, 2023. The topic for this episode is Reed Seventh's Valiant Memory. I'm your host for this episode, and my name is Orchid. And I am Elemist. Hello. Yo. I have some podcast info for you. We encourage feedback. It can be sent to us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can tweet at me at hey, it's Orchid. You can tweet at Elemist at I underscore am underscore Elemist. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you can find the podcast. Apple is probably the best place to do it, but yeah, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Uh, you can find us in our Discord at discord.gg slash lorehub, or you can also just find a link in the episode description down below. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at guardians of lore or guardians of flore. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit our Ko-Fi at ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps, and we really do appreciate you supporting us especially in these uh, garbage economy times. Yeah. So seriously, thank you. Thank you. Um, thanks again to our current subscribers, Valaragna, Linkman22, Cursebreaking Reckoner, Warlock Doom, uh, Firebird, Salad and Scrutons, and Unnamed Guardian, less than three. Um, you can also find our info on thelorenetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. We are still there. I think we're still there. Are we still there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're still there. Okay. Awesome. I'm so glad. Man, I burned through that. So impressed with myself. Yeah, like you were setting a new record there. Thank you. I'm trying to be efficient. Um <laughs> Yes. So this week at Guardians of Lore, the Twoggle, we have two weeks of story for you. Sloan is becoming more and more taken each week. Are you concerned? I am. I, I am. Yeah. The first week I saw it, I was like, is she more taken? I can't really tell. This week I was like, oh, oh, damn. She's more taken. <laughs> well, and and I think it's actually the the egregore that we're collecting that's allowing for her to be more and more taken. Yeah. But I mean, by the time we get to, you know, the end of the seasonal story, how much of Sloan is going to be left? I, I wonder if and that's what I'm worried about. I wonder if that's going to be part of the end of season is just us right. either purifying her or taking her out. Yeah. Although we've uh, we've purified other taken entities before, so like true, we'll just have to see when we get there. Because like that's the entire last wish raid. Yeah, but it might be different with you know a human versus you know Riven. I was thinking Callie and Shuro or Callie. Yeah, that's true. But we'll see. Um. Each message that she gives us uh, from Asa, Asa um, is totally up for interpretation because it's all just nonsense babble. Yeah. Do you know? No, it's... I mean... Th there's nothing we can truly determine because it's just gibberish for now. I was totally, like, set on writing it down and, like going back and watching it again and, like, making sure I got all the words and I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, we'll go on YouTube and watch the cutscene like five times and see if you can decipher what it says. Because Elmist and I played it together, and I got something completely different out of it than he did. And we were both watching the same thing. 
So yeah. like two different like two people with the same lore background can get different things out of it. So I mean it's totally up to like whatever you want to get out of it, I guess. Yeah. Well and and like this is only parts of the story. There's gonna be more explanation later. Yeah. So what about the deep dives? All three of them are out now. So how are you enjoying them? I'm loving the deep dives. We did the pressure. The pressure trials. Whatever it is. We tickled Toland and got the pressure trials. and Tickled Toland. We tickled Toland and got the pressure trials. Wow. <laughs> it was very spicy. <laughs> it, it did make it more difficult. I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good time. Oh, yeah. It was fun. And and to clarify, yeah. like it was three of us for the first two. Rindle was very underleveled. He was at like seventeen eighty. Seventeen eighty eight, which is only twenty. Like, it, but like that's only twenty or twenty two mm-hmm. levels under. Like that's still you're supposed to be eighteen ten. Eighteen ten is pinnacle cap. Yeah, I think you're supposed to be pinnacle cap for these. So like. I think 1800 is the the next delta for damage. So like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're 1800 or 1810, you're still going to be doing the same amount of damage. Right. Or the actual damage is going to be minuscule. Yeah. I thought it was a really good time. Um all the bosses are fun. Oh yeah. And um it's really fun in the second part to see how they reused Menagerie in a different way. And it looks totally different, but it's Menagerie, the first part of Menagerie, like completely redone and reskinned. So that's a really good time. So hot tip if you recognize it. I'm a big Menagerie fan. So you loving a callous themed content i know i can sniff out sweet meats from 500 yards man like ain't that the truth <laughs> it's so true um also both salvage bosses are out since we didn't really talk about it last time um which one do you prefer do you like Ashradot, the one with all the plates or do you like urgotha which is shoot back win prizes uh asshat was fine but <laughs> but to be to be honest, like something something goth um is is more fun for me because it's got Valkor. Goth mommy. <laughs> something gotha. Gotha. We have gotha and asshat. Oh my goodness. Um I do have a, my big opinion is please don't put raid mechanics and seasonal content ever again. <laughs> There are too many uh, not smart guardians who just like do not get that you have to shoot the back to do damage. And I mean, like, I guess they've not done King's Fall before? Question mark? I I don't know. Like, man. I, I have no clue. Man. But it's this... So... I was having fun shooting at Valkaor, who was the actual final boss for Spire of Stars. Yeah. I thought it was good. Um, I got nothing else. That's it for me. What about you? Yeah, I got nothing else either. Yeah. I'm having a pretty good time. How about a Lord Network ad? Sounds good to me. <laughs> Lord Network ad. The Lord Network. Welcome back to the At Home Maid Cafe. <laughs> well, I suppose you were expecting to see Rendell around here, but given he hasn't shown his sorry hide to keep up his half of the deal, I suppose old Drifter will have to do. Gotta say, outfits are mighty breezy. Well, while I'm cooking something up for you, have you ever wanted to listen to the law of destiny and cut out all the bullcrap with analysis? Why not give a listen to Destiny Lore Audio File? 
They got a talented group of voice artists who are working together to breathe life into all these stories. And you know how old Drifter loves a good yarn. Now give me just one moment. I'll get that Omurice all set up for you. <laughs> I might just make this a regular occurrence. How was that lore network ad? Spicy. I thought it was, um, uh, woo. Very oo-woo. Oo-woo, Randall. Oo-woo. <laughs> um, here's a brief intro into the topic. Um, we will be reading the lore of the trial ship, the shell, the sparrow, and the glaive. Um, all of these are new this season and can be required acquired through random drops in Trials of Osiris. Uh, the glaive is the season's rank 16 drop. Um, I'll continue Shire's fire team story. Elmist, do you want to read the first one? Yeah. So, this first one is the Valiant Memory. It's the ship. Flavor text reads, Of course, I'm wounded. That's what we do. We are guardians. We die so that others might live. Read 7. Whatever that thing is, we gotta take it down! Amanda Holliday's voice crackles over the comms. Reed Seven glances at his ghost, then pulls up alongside of Holliday's hawk and gives her a nod. He falls in behind her, with Shaira and Aisha following behind him in tight formation. Ahead, the beam of light extending from the Traveler is brighter than the sun. Instrumentation goes wild in its presence. Astrogation systems don't know what to make of it, and register the beam as a star. His ship tries to steer him away. Reed flips off autopilot. Fly free. Navs are down. He calls out to his fire team. Flying free? Aishi replies over comms. We're right behind you, strike leader. Shaira affirms. Reed tightens his grip on the controls. Holiday, take us in. Block formation. Let's give them the old razzle-dazzle. Holiday radios to the strike team. Reed 7 boosts ahead under the hawk and pulls up in front while Aisha and Shaira move to Holiday's flank. Reed activates manual targeting, reticle appearing on the windscreen. He tracks the shape held in the Traveler's beam, an impossible silhouette floating free in the void of space. The witness is nothing more than a sliver of dark shearing through a field of white. But even at such a distance, Reed can feel its eyes on him. A chill jolts down his spine the moment the reticle locks on. His exomind throbs with the sense memory of a migraine. He immediately knows something is wrong. He turns to his ghost. His ghost looks at him, but it's already dead. The world separates into slices. And so is he. No! Oh, man. God. Like, this is the character that I, the lore character that I identified most with. Like, I love Saint. I love Zavala. I, I even like Shax. But, like, this is the Titan that I, I identified with the most. Oh, God. Are you okay? Me telling myself I was totally going to hold it together. <laughs> I totally failed. <laughs> well, while you you cry the few tears that you are, I'm going to get us started. So we actually see this in game at the very beginning of Lightfall. 
when the witness is actually in that like terraforming beam that the traveler shot out, he slices up one of the ships and it 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 was Reed. We totally thought in the beginning of Lightfall it was just like a random fire team. Like they're wearing the armor of like the original first fire team. Mm-hmm. And they're even in the cutscene from when the traveler leaves. Do you remember? Yes. So they're in that cutscene too. Because we can now assume that <laughs> we, that fire team is this fire team. We can assume that Reed didn't change his armor in like two or three weeks. Man, I can just assume that it's just them now. I'm just, I'm going to assume that from like now on. Yeah. But I wasn't prepared for Reed 7 to be that guardian. I wasn't either. Because he's like, they've been through so much already with Shaira, and they finally came back together as a team. Like, finally. After, like, all that stuff they've been through. Yep. For the past few years. Like, finally. To have it all, like, snatched away in, like, one moment. It's not fair. No, it's it's not. Like, I... So don't give a shit about Amanda. Like, so don't give a shit about Amanda. Like, my amount of caring about her is negative, negative numbers. (laughs) But, like, this utterly destroys me. (laughs) Like, if this had been the story last season, I would have been so... I would have burned the fucking world for Reed 7 and Shire's fire team. My god, yes. So much more than fucking Amanda. Cuz I just like she means nothing to me. The only thing I cared about was like how it like resonated with Zavala. That was the thing yes. I cared about. No, that that was that was exactly And only and only because of like what happened. Right. Which now seems just like kind of awful to say, but I mean, it's true. It is like it's it's not something that you can control how you feel or anything. I mean, like if Lance Reddick hadn't died, like I wouldn't. Right. We wouldn't have had have cared. We wouldn't have had any emotion last season. No, I would have been like, oh, well, it was acted really well by Lance. Good job. Right. Two thumbs up. A mediocre season. But because of the loss there. Yeah. It it made it more impactful. It and, impacted. And it wasn't even mm-hmm. because of Amanda's death or anything. It was because of Zavala's reaction to the death. Yes. And his words I, I've said it previously, but his words when he was reacting to Amanda's death were the reflection of the community. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's, I agree with you. Yeah. But with this, we've seen this with our eyes. So this is more impactful because I can picture it. I can go watch this happen. And it's almost, like, more horrific. Yeah. Like, the witness does this with, like, no care in the world. And he does it with so little effort. Right. He did it with a freaking flick of a wrist. Uh, not even a wrist, like a finger. Yeah. Barely lifted a finger. And like, honestly, probably I'm with you. Like one of my favorite characters perishes in something that I didn't think would affect me this much. And then suddenly I'm like. <laughs> suddenly you're you're just a puddle. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Just tears streaming down your face. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally get it. Like. Like I said earlier, it, this is the Titan that I identified with the most because he he tried holding it together for his t- team. He tried holding his team together. He is the one who like who knew what Shira and Aisha needed, like when they were hurt and would go like sh- he knew that Shira loved like cinnamon. 
in her apple cider and like like knew about like little touches on their shoulder and yeah. like had that love and like did those little touches and little moments and that was just like the way that he like showed his love for his fire team and it's like that humanity and that we just it, it's that character is so three-dimensional and especially in something like destiny where so many characters are just like barely mentioned that this character has been so fleshed out for us for so many years now ever since beyond light we've had this character for two years and like we've had them and they feel like our fire team now and then we right. uh, ah. but like that's 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 an attestment to the the actual like writing team like i'm i'm gonna give them a, a kudos for this because we it's so good. The writing for Shira's team has been so spot on. Yeah. And we got so attached. Yeah. So like I I I give it to the the writing team there. It's just like so excellently done. And it was a really good way to actually pull the story from um from Lightfall like into the lore also. Right. The cutscene felt like such a non sequitur. And so, like, giving those faceless guardians, like, actual names and not making it like, oh, guardian number two, like, actually making it people we care about was really well done. I just wish it wasn't them, you know? Absolutely. <sighs> Should we go on? Sounds good to me. Okay. You can be okay. Yep. Uh, my heart is broken forever. Set, but yeah, I'm fine. Damn it. <laughs> All right. This is the hero's wake shell. He was like a father to us both. Aisha. This above all else I hold true. Shayara finishes her prayer but does not rise. Her kneeling position faces the sky where the traveler once hung over the last city. Morning sunlight fills the white space of her quarters with a warmth she does not feel. The light on her cheeks feels unwelcome, undeserved. Dr. Huzir will be expecting you, her ghost urges softly giving her a gentle nudge on the shoulder. Shaira nods, struggling to keep her expression firm. She fails. Her jaw trembles, and she scrapes tears from her eyes with the sides of her thumbs. Her ghost emits a soft, sad chirp before dematerializing to give her space. Her room is silent, but Shayra's thoughts buzz like a beehive. Too many to focus on. Just a riotous noise of doubts and insecurities, shames and regrets. She slouches backwards off her knees, draws them up to her chest, makes herself small against the unwelcome light of the sun. She does not want the universe to see her. She does not want to be seen. She does not want to be. Dr. Uzair will remind her it is survivor's guilt. But it is so much more than that. It is not justice. God, Shaira's just feeling this so strongly. Survivor's guilt is a real, real thing. Oh, yeah. I, and it sucks. It sucks real bad. Oh, I, I bet. Yeah. I, um, I had cancer when I was in college. And um, I had a friend of mine 
who also had cancer and she was in college and we were supposed to get coffee. Um, and she was like way more sick than I was. And I was waiting, um, at Dutch for like three or four hours and like, didn't hear from her didn't hear from her. And I was like, Oh, well, she just must not be feeling very well. And I texted her a few times and she like, didn't get back to me. And then I like texted her sister and didn't hear from her either. And I was like, Oh, they must be really busy. And then like two days later, I hear from my friend Hillary and she's like, Oh, like she passed away. Like the day I was supposed to meet her. And like, it took me a really long time to get over that because it like really kind of fucks you up. I bet that like you're like still alive and your friend isn't and it makes you like feel really guilty. You're like, well, why am I still here? And she isn't. Jeez. Like, because like, why are you better than like the person that didn't make it or it's just like a lot of little questions. It like takes a really long time to get over. Like survivor's guilt is awful. And there's sometimes there's just like no answer to it. And like, it's like, I know kind of what she's going through. and It really sucks, man. Oh, I bet. (laughs) Like, I, I but, can't even imagine how how difficult it is. I mean, everyone's is different. Like, people go through stuff. It's just... Well, and, and I mean, to make it even worse, like, it, based off the flavor text, you know, he was like a father to us both, Aisha. Yeah. And he was. Like... So that's got to be hitting even harder than than, you know, losing a friend or something. Yeah, he watched over them and we both mentioned it in the last entry that like he was like a father. Yeah, he I don't think we realized like how close they were until this entry. Like we knew they were close, but we didn't we didn't know how close. And the last line that it is not justice um, she's still like on her justice jag that she's been on um, for, gosh, how how long has it been ever, since ever she since. went on since she went on that like rampage? Ever since uh, the Beyond Light Year. Yeah, because she was she was going after people using stasis because she felt like it was justified, right? Yep, because they were mm-hmm. wielding the darkness. Right. And she was like doing all practic fire. It was justice. And and back then darkness equaled bad. Uh-huh. Lightness equaled good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know that she uses solar. Like that's kind of her like practic fire solar um yep. subclass. Um, I think it's really interesting that she's making herself small against the light of the sun and she doesn't want to be seen. And so she's like hiding away from the light. And and even more than that, like hiding away from the light of the sun, like that's that's solar energy. That's yeah. So she's like hiding from like kind of the representation of her subclass. Like I know that's just like a the, like the actual sun and not like the light, but but right, like solar it's still energy like the representation, is, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they solar, yeah. Like that's that's it's talking about a sun. Yeah, that's why I mentioned it. And but. her her ghost is trying to just keep her moving. Yeah, but I mean, when you're like this, like. It took me a really long time to get moving again because like grieving and trauma like that, it takes a long time to get over. Like she like lost a parent. What makes it even worse is when you stop and consider that like 
she had just gotten released. So, like, yeah. she had just recovered from everything she dealt with before. Ah, oh, God. It's so awful. I mean, she had gotten over losing Sloane, sort of. I don't think she ever really got over losing Sloane, but now Sloane's back. But I don't even think she's gone to see Sloane. Well, at, despite everything, at the time of that entry, no, she hadn't because Titan wasn't back yet. True, true. Yeah. Well, do you want to read the next one? Absolutely. And this is Survivor's Journey. It's the sparrow. The flavor text reads, when one life passes, another rises to take its place. That's balance. That's nature. Read seven. The engine of Aisha's sparrow winds down to a steady thrum as she eases off the accelerator. The pine forest around her feels empty. Still. The only noise is the creak and groan of the arcology superstructure. Methane rain falls through the shattered dome overhead. Taking off her helmet, Aisha is mindful of her new threader earring, affixed with a thin strip of red metal, the edges hand ground. I didn't expect you to come in person, calls an old, familiar voice from the forest. Aisha turns to see Sloane, forced to grapple with the obvious shape of her transformation. The taken energy rising off of her arm, the way her eyes catch light. Stealing herself, Aisha dismounts her sparrow and closes the distance to Sloane in an instant, fearlessly embracing her. Sloane is stunned, arms stiff at her sides. It only lasts a moment, but the echo of sentiment fills her with painful nostalgia. Aisha takes a step back, struggling to maintain her composure. I needed to see you, she says with a quaver in her voice. Needed to, to tell you in person. It may have been years since she's seen Aisha. But Sloane knows only one thing could rattle her like this. Reed's gone. The ache reminds Sloane she's still human. I wish I knew what the relationship between Sloane and that fire team was. Like, right. was Reed and Sloane a thing? Well, because, like, the only actual relationship that we know of was Shiura. And Sloan. Right. But and that was more like we don't, mentor and mentee. Yeah, but we don't know what kind of relationship that Sloan and Reed were, though. Right. Because the fact that she was rattled like that, that Reed was gone, could imply that maybe they were something together because it seems like Shaira and Aisha were more like children of Reed. That we're finding out now? Question mark. <laughs> so, you, so now I. <laughs> so you're thinking Reed's dad, Sloan is mom. Yes. Now I'm like, what is this family tree? <laughs> like, I don't know what this is. Like, maybe Sloan is like the mommy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, are they an entire family? I don't, maybe that's why she was so upset that Sloan was gone. Maybe Sloan is mommy. That that makes way too much sense. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry it makes sense. Like, <laughs> But I don't know. I mean, that's a question mark. Right. Sounds? Mouth sounds. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know why... Sloane is that I mean she could just be a really good friend and that's why she's upset but I mean like I have nothing for Sloane and Reed's relationship because Sloane was gone since they were introduced so I have, I have zero things 
And unless they went down as a fire team of nine, but they didn't because Sloan wasn't involved in that, that was someone else. I got nothing. And even then, the fire team of nine never made it back. Never returned. Exactly. So I know these people weren't involved in that. (laughs) They're not on duty bound. So question marks everywhere. I have so many questions. How are they involved? I have so many questions and I have zero answers. What is happening in this lore entry? Yeah. I do like how methane rain falls through the shattered dome overhead. Do you know how cold it would be? So cold. Cold enough to make my nipples hard? It would be negative degrees, like negative 290 degrees or something. So super hard. Got it. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Hard enough to cut glass. Yes. (laughs) I mean, like, it is cold enough for methane to be all three phases on that planet. Uh, Moon. Titans of Moon. Not a planet. Um, Celestial body. Celestial body. It is a moon, though. Um, But it is cold enough for it to exist in ice, water, and water vapor. Well, damn. Solid liquid gas. Yeah. Well, and especially since the gravity's wonky on Titan. It is. So, like, I've I've got a feeling that there would be pockets of, like, extra heat because the gravity mm-hmm. is more intense there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. Um, I have no idea, though. Because I I can't do that equation in the in my head, um, yeah, yeah. It's it's cold though. It's like negative two hundred and ninety seven degrees, something like that. It's cold, um, but yeah. If it's gonna be raining methane, uh, I don't remember. But yeah, um, I don't know how they're having pine forests and raining methane at the same time. Those trees can really withstand the cold. I mean, we know that they bioengineered fruit, you know, crops. So like. Yeah, but I don't know how they bioengineered fucking trees to withstand negative 290 degrees. I don't know. Although we do actually see that there is a lake in the actual arcology. So like maybe they just made super trees. I I don't know. I mean. Many woody plants can survive, like, immersion in liquid nitrogen, which goes to about negative 200 degrees Celsius. But that's liquid nitrogen and not liquid methane, which is, like, negative 200-something. So that's even lower. So, so, that depends on what kind of woody plant it is. And also just because it can survive immersion in liquid nitrogen does not mean that those trees are going to survive it raining methane on them. So ask a tree scientist next time before you write this. (laughs) I got distracted. I'm going to read the next one. Sounds good. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Trees. Okay. This is the last one. Unexpected resurgence. This is the glaive. You can get this by playing trials. I don't know why you'd want to do that. Even though it looks really cool. I got killed by it a lot in Iron Banner. Stasis was the thesis. Strand is his dissertation. Sister Feora. Shire kneels in front of a gilded copper pot in the young bonsai rising from inside it. Tucked away in the soil are the vertically sliced fragments of a ghost. The tree grows up around them, and where root and dirt meet, Shire places a stick of lit incense. The bazaar is quiet as she lifts the freshly potted tree and places it on a low table, overlooking the city the traveler once protected. 
You are missed, Shira whispers, brushing her fingertips against the soft branches. Remains of Reed Seven's ghost stare up at her. For a moment, she remembers seeing the cockpit of her jump ship littered with the ghosts of her victims. Yet her ghost was spared the witness's wrath. Aisha's too. But this pain isn't about her. It is selfish. Shayra's heart lurches and she tries to center herself. I exalt my fire team. Is that a prayer? A woman asks behind her. Shire quickly turns and spots a stranger approaching between stalls. She carries a glaive like a walking staff. Its design matches the ornate pattern of her robes. Familiar, Osirian. Of sorts, Shire answers belatedly. The robed woman bows, apologetic. I ask for a moment of your time, Shaira. Hearing her name from the mouth of a stranger sets Shaira on edge. She glances at the memorial that stands. Please, leave me be. My name is Sister Feora, the robed woman continues. Devotee of Osiris, seeker of truth, outcast. The last title earns a squint from Shira. What do you want, outcast Feora? Sister Feora gestures to herself with one hand, only to offer you something that few others would, given your history. Shira raises a brow in challenge. Feora boldly meets it. Friendship. Yeah, Feora's batshit crazy. She is the crazy sister from the cult of Osiris that did that baddie speech from chapter three of Trials and Tribulations. If you remember, don't you remember her? Because of course this is a great idea. I don't trust her. I don't either. I also looked her up. She uh, is also mentioned in the flavor text of the Kairos Function Armor from the Curse of Osiris. That's a really great looking armor, by the way. You should wear it. Um, But I thought this was really great. She is the one that speculated. This is a quote. Some speculate that the radiolarian fluid is the last vestige of a biological life form that became the Vex. She is the one that has all of those theories on the Vex. Those are all Sister Feora. Yeah. Hot damn. Yeah. I mean, she's right. Right. And and that's... Like, for me, she's teetering on that, that edge of, like, is she crazy? Is she actually trustable? Like... No. She is the one... When I read her, because I was the one that read that entry from Trials and Tribulations when we did that book, and her entry was just, like, like pulpit smashing, like, she was really doing, like, a bully pulpit, rousing the crowd, crazy, a whole big Osiris speech, and none of them knew Osiris he didn't know who they were. Right. It's wild shit. And I'm like, how are you doing speeches about him if you don't know him? It it reminds me of like people who watch a TV show and and they think that they know the actor. God, there is a term for that. Is but it's is not it crazy? just it's not just no. <laughs> no. But it's not just that. It's like people who watch like a really famous streamer like ninja or something and he like reads their name out because they sub to him or they're like a tier three sub right and so he'll like read their messages out and so they think that they're his best friend right yeah but he's not obviously like 
it's it's just like they're just crazy yeah like streamers get this a lot i just i just don't know the term for it i don't either but i know that it's a thing yeah that'd be what's called a parasocial relationship oh it's a parasocial relationship rendell just told us thank you rendell welcome yeah it's crazy so she has a parasocial i guess they all do yeah they all have a parasocial relationship with Osiris and like they have gone book. so far as to, yeah, they read, they read, his, they read his fan fiction <laughs> or they went so far as to make a cult about him because that's what it is. It's the cult of Osiris, right? Well, but like the cult was revolved around the, the teachings of Osiris, which was a book. So like right. literally he created a, a, Vex for Dummies book, and then a cult rev- just formed around the book. Okay. It's just like the whole, everything that she wrote, like the theories on the Vex on that armor. So are they all comments taken about the Vex that she read from his cult book? Uh, possibly. I, and, that and, seems like really roundabout way. And and just to clarify, super roundabout. If if I remember the comic, because this was actually told in the comics, the very few that we actually got, but it was an actual book of like prophecies. Uh huh. And then he also had papers written on the Vex and how they were the biggest threat. And so, like, Osiris had a lot of different works, written works. So, like, uh, it could be that the the cult formed around the prophecies and then she's just specifically commenting on, like, everything he's written because she's his favorite author. Right. So it or seems he's like her favorite author. So I'm looking at the Cairo's function armor. It seems like the flavor text is all the same. Okay. So it's always this flavor text because I'm looking at all of them and they're all the same. Okay. Either way, I I I don't see this going well. Yeah. I think it's something's kind of sus here. Oh, it's totally sus. I'm excited to get more because this is obviously not the end. Right. But at the same time, it's like, I am. Yeah. It it makes me wonder what the next bit is going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, is Shire going to be indoctrinated into the cult or are they going to task her with something or like there's, there's a number of things that can, that can happen. Okay. I think we need to reread chapter three for a second. Okay. Because this is very important. I'm going back to this. Hold on. Okay. She is, this is what she said in this. Osiris tells us that the darkness will return, that the darkness will rise and choose its champions tells us that we must look beyond ourselves, beyond the city, if we are to combat such an evil. The traveler alone will not save us. We are meant to save the traveler and all of its people. So she's... That's the first thing. She's not wrong. Right. Not too crazy so far. So, I mean, the darkness returned. The darkness rose and chose its champions. That happened. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, the Traveler did not save us. Nope. That, that also happened. We have to save the Traveler and its people. Those all happened. Right? Yeah. Um, and then the Lightless are filled with fear. Fear is a seed of darkness working to compel them to its ends. Osiris sought the truth between the light and the dark through death and study. For their fear of his revelations, they cast him out. So is that more of like a 
charting death or was he looking for something else? I think it was more like he was looking for something else because he was very obsessed with the, the Vex. Yeah. Um, he had some dealings with the Hive. Mm-hmm. Um, he specifically was working with Eris and the Queen to prepare for Oryx. So would studying the thing between the light and the dark, would studying the Taken be that thing between the light and the dark? Could be. Because now Sloan is taken and we have Strand, we have Stasis, because that's not light or dark anymore. Because we now know that light and dark are just tools. Yeah. Especially Strand is like a mental power. And who knows what the fuck the Vex are doing. Right. The only ones we know of that are actually doing anything are the Soul Divisive. And that's just, you know, they're following the witnesses' orders. Yeah. I mean, the, the next thing she says is about the speaker. The speaker is dead. But I'll read it anyway. The speaker wishes to remain in ignorance, but ignorance is the shadow that welcomes in the night. It is a drop below the horizon where a star sinks into surrender, lightless. We will not allow such a fate, but we don't have a speaker. That is true now. This is taking place before the Red War. Right. I mean, before the Red War, we didn't have... I mean, I get. Mm, I mean, during the Red War, we didn't have the Traveler, so I guess we we could say we were lightless, and we didn't have the Speaker anymore. So I guess we could say that was kind of true. Well, and and if I'm correctly, uh, some of the prophecies that Osiris came up with were about the Red War. I'd have to dive back into those because I I don't remember them specifically. But the fact is that I think that entry specifically is happening way back, like before the Red War. The last thing she says in this, the spires of Mercury shall be filled with the glory of the travelers. This is so churchy. Their light will shine against the long shadow when darkness reaches to snuff out the sun. Mercury will sing when day finds night and we will direct it. Those are Cyrus's words by his own hand. And he was very poetic. He was. Yeah. But you have to remember that when Guardians, like, I don't, I think it was like when Guardians met their like true death or something, the uh, lighthouse chimed. Uh, whenever the, whenever they died. Yeah. It's not died. It was like when their ghosts died. No. Um, or is it when they died, died? It was when they died, died. It, it was just regular death because that's why they moved the Trials of Osiris there. Uh, I believe that was under... That was in this book too, wasn't it? It was. Because that's what Vance was doing. He's doing sus shit here too. Man, I really liked this book. This book is really good in a really weird way. <laughs> God, when are we going to have Brother Vance come back? Getting, putting his thumb in people's eyeballs. He got done so dirty this season. Oh, he did. Ugh, I, I've Poor guy. I've got a feeling that Mercury is coming up. I hope so. But I don't want like Mercury to just come back next season because they're checking off a checklist of planets that need to come back. Yeah. And have it just be like, oh, Mercury's back. Yeah, you get the Infinite Forest back now. Brother Vance is back. Like, thumb in people's eye holes. (laughs) I don't know. Being cringe and doing eye holes. (laughs) Ooh, woo. (laughs) So... I don't know, but I mean, who knows? I'm just like really sad about all of them. They're just like Bungie's favorite punching bag, you know? Yeah, they are, but they are in such a way that it's just, it's so good. Yeah. 
Like, it's so terribly sad, but it's so good. <sighs> well, did you like it? I did. As as much, you know, as, as sad as I was to actually read these, I did enjoy them. Me too. And that that's pretty much because, like, I got an in-universe representation of my appreciation for Reed. Like, I love the character. And I got to see that same love from in-universe characters. What about you? Did you like it? Yeah, I really did. I love this fire team ever since we read about them uh, in old Chicago, which I don't know if we ever did that, the wild hunt. We did not. Set. We should circle back around and do that set sometime uh, just so we can do it. It, like that set specifically doesn't involve them outside of the flavor text. But we know that they're on it because they're on the flavor text. They're not, though. They're on the flavor text. <laughs> it's fine. Also, Osiris is on it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess like. I think it was season of the chosen is when we first got their story. And so, yeah, it's been like two years now since we really, since we actually got story about them and I love them. And, um, I'm really sad about read seven, like really sad. Yeah. Same. Like it really, Yeah. I'm still not over that. <laughs> the story's really good. I'm still really sad. And I, yeah. I, I like the fact that they retconned actual meaning into that opening light, lightfall cutscene. Yeah. I'm glad they did. Yeah. I feel like it doesn't make up for lightfall. It really doesn't. To me, I still think lightfall itself is super weak. Gameplay is fun, but as itself, it's like Shadow Keep levels of the. But, and that's my opinion. You can have your own opinion, which is fine. But it does go a long way, lore wise, to giving at least the cutscene a lot of meaning. Yeah. And now watching the cutscene is probably going to like really fuck me up every time I see it. Now. Oh, absolutely. So I'm like, thanks a lot. I get to see cutscene trauma now whenever I see it. That's cool. Absolutely. I'm going to be tears every time I play the, the Lightfall campaign. Yeah. So that's neat. Uh, do you have any shout outs? Uh, shout out to Rindle for all the hell we put him through last week. Sorry, Rindle. I know you can hear us, so sorry. What about you? Uh, yeah. Shout out to Rindle. Sorry for making you do so much work last week. Rip. Making you do more work this week. <laughs> uh, spicy ad read. I mean, at, at, at least the good thing is, like, so far we're at a, an hour, ten minutes. So, like, it's not super long. No, this is much shorter. More enjoyable. Less crazy. Yeah. Uh, I have some special thanks. The audio for this episode was produced by Sarindal Zevas. You can find him on Twitter at Rindal Zevas. The artwork and music in this episode are courtesy and copyright of Bungie. We're able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators. If you'd like to dive into the Destiny lore on your own, 
visit ishtar-collective.net. They are the resource that we use to make our show notes. Thank you, Baxter. Thank you, Baxter. Thank you, Baxter. Here are some reminders for you. You can find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can find me at Hey is Orchid. You can find Elmist at I underscore am underscore Elmist. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You leave us a review wherever you can leave reviews. Let us know about it because I don't check them. Uh, join our Discord, discord.gg slash lorehub, or check the link in the description for this episode. Links are easy. Um, you can also find us on Instagram that I don't update. Guardians of Lore or Guardians of Lore. Um, and if you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps and we really do appreciate it because we're paying Rindle now. Yeah. And it's all because of you. So thank you so much. Please pay us more so we can pay Rindle. <laughs> <laughs> That way we that way we can get fancier cuffs to keep them locked to the the desk. <laughs> we can get the fuzzy kind. Oh god. Oh wow. <laughs> Rindle, do you have a color choice, please? Please let me know in the comments. All right, I'll must say goodbye. Goodbye. Oh my god, poor this guy. All right. It can't get weirder. Goodbye. Otters. Have Why pebbles. am I laughing? This is a really sad episode. Because we're getting some diggly bitches. eat some aquarium gravel. Yeah. Of both of you. No thanks. Well, don't threaten me when I get <laughs> Good night, all. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>